Good morning. I'm Jamie Tucker, and it's a privilege to be able to come to you this morning and share a devotion on the topic of kindness. So the verse I want to read from you is found in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. The Word of God teaches us, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So I'd like for us to consider four points as we think about this topic of kindness. First of all, what is kindness? We're taught by Paul, the apostle, to put on kindness, so it's important that we understand what kindness is. Kindness is the quality of being helpful or beneficial in your relationship to others. It means to be generous. So kindness is not simply smiling at someone and being respectful, even though that's included in the definition, but kindness is more than simply being respectful to someone. It's actually helping someone. It's, it's being beneficial. It's seeking to bless others. So in order to put on kindness, we have to recognize that kindness includes or it consists of seeking to bless, to help, to be beneficial to others. Now, as we come back to our text, I also want us to notice, secondly, who is under consideration? Who is it that is instructed in our text to put on kindness? Well, Paul gives us three descriptions of God's people, those that are to put on kindness. First of all, they're described as God's chosen ones. Secondly, holy. And third, beloved. So Paul is speaking to the people of God. He is speaking to those who are God's chosen ones. This is remarkable language. It's the language that was used by God in the Old Testament to speak of the nation of Israel. But as we come to the New Testament as Christians, we recognize that same language that was used of Israel long ago is now used for the church, the people of the living God. So we are God's chosen ones. We are those that God in his infinite mercy and grace has determined to save because of his great kindness toward us. God's choice of us, according to the scripture, was not based upon anything good in and of ourselves. Rather, it's the complete opposite. When you and I were lost, we were in our sin, alienated, far away from God, not deserving his kindness, not deserving his blessings, God in his great mercy toward us, he chose us. He selected us from the fallen race of humanity, and he determined to draw us unto himself. So God here is speaking to his chosen ones. Secondly, we are described as holy. That word holy means to be set apart. It means to be sanctified, set apart for God's purpose. And as Christians, we recognize this is what God has done for us in our life, and our experience. He has set us apart through the perfect work of Christ. See, I want you to understand, as Christians, we are those that Christ Jesus has shed his blood for, that have received forgiveness based completely upon what Christ has done. So fundamentally, we are holy because of Christ's work. Now, it's, it's true, it's, it's biblical that we are made holy in actuality, in our actual experience through the work of the Holy Spirit. But the work of the Holy Spirit is applying 
to our lives what Jesus Christ has done. So your standing before God is based upon what Jesus has done for you if you have placed your faith in him. In Ephesians chapter 1, we find as God's people that have been bought by the blood of Christ, that have been forgiven because of what Jesus has done, we are holy and without blame before God in love. Did you hear that? Holy and without blame before God in love. God looks upon us that are trusting in Christ as being perfect, holy, without blame because of Jesus Christ. So those that the Bible is calling upon in our text to be kind to others are those that have experienced the work of Christ on their behalf. They've been made holy. And then third, he describes God's people as beloved. Beloved of God. God set his love upon us. We that are unlovable by nature, those of us that do not deserve God's blessings, have been loved by God. Loved with an everlasting love. Loved with a love that's unbreakable. A love that's been manifested by God the Father giving His Son to die in our place. So first of all, we notice what kindness is. Secondly, those that are to display kindness. And then thirdly, what you are called to do. And I've already made reference to this, but we are called to be kind to others, to be beneficial and generous to others. And here the language is put on, put on kindness. That word put on comes from a metaphor. It is, it is used in the Bible and other places, uh, those that would take off uh, dirty, soiled clothing and would put on clean clothing. Now, I'm speaking to you via um, the internet or on a, on a recording, but I am certain that those of you that are listening, you are, you are, you are dressed in nice attire today. You're not there with, with, with clothing that's soiled because of dirt or, or mud or grease or whatever it might be. You put on clean clothing to come to work. You put on clothing that's appropriate for the position. And here, Paul says that we must put on kindness like we would put on clean clothing. This same word is used in Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus said, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. He's speaking of clothing, the clothing that you would put on. Well, as Christians, those of us that have been bought by the blood of Christ, we are called to put on kindness. Kindness is to characterize our life. We are, to, we are, we are seeking to be beneficial and helpful to others. And this is a responsibility that we have to do every day. It's not an easy task to be kind. And yet, when we look at what Christ has done for us, it should motivate our hearts to be kind one to another. There's a parallel passage that's found in Ephesians chapter 4 where Paul is telling the saints what to put off, the old clothing, the soiled clothing, the old way of lifestyle, and what to put on. We are to live in the manner of who we are as Christians. So, so by the way, he's not saying 
put on kindness in order to become a child of God. He's not saying that your kindness will save you. You are saved only, completely, by what Jesus Christ has done. But in response to what Christ has done, we are to live out our faith in our daily life. And that includes being kind one to another. So in the parallel passage in Ephesians 4, I want to read verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind one to another. The point is, you can't be kind to one another if you're bitter toward a brother or a sister. If you're bitter toward a co-employee. It's impossible. If you're filled with wrath or anger, you're not going to be kind one to another. If you are slandering someone else, if you're gossiping about them, if you're talking about them behind their back, then certainly you're not being kind to them. So not only are we not to do these things, we are to be positive in our response. What are some ways that we can be kind one to another? Well, I can't think of any greater way to be kind to another person than by communicating uh, the Word of God to them, communicating the promises of God. You know, as Christians, it sometimes can be very discouraging. We're not, we're not exempt from suffering trials. We're not exempt from, from uh, discouragement. And one way that God helps us on our journey as Christians is by other believers. And we can be kind one to another by, by sharing with one another the Word of God, especially the promises of God. What God has promised to do for us in Christ Jesus. What God has promised to do for us by the Holy Spirit. So we can be kind by refraining from things that are harmful, but also by doing things that are helpful, especially spiritually edifying one another. But we also can be kind one to another by, by helping others with their physical needs, by, by giving a gift or assisting someone that has a particular need. So first of all, we define what kindness is. Secondly, who Paul is speaking to. Thirdly, what we are called to do to put on kindness. And then last, the motivation for being kind one to another is God's kindness toward us. So being kind to one another, especially when people are irritable, uh, maybe they're not so lovable, where do we find the energy, the power, the motivation to be kind one to another? Well, the greatest motivation, the greatest source of strength is by remembering God's kindness toward us. So in the book of Titus, uh, Paul, again, is writing in chapter 3 of our condition apart from Christ, who we were by nature. We were sinful. We were hurting one another. We were quarreling and fighting. We weren't gentle. But notice what we read in verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Isn't that amazing? It's remarkable. When we were unloving, when we were alienated, separated from God, deserving His wrath, God's kindness appeared. His kindness appeared in a person, in the incarnation of the Son. Jesus Christ left heaven. He became incarnate. He came to earth. That was the kindness of God. He lived a perfect life in our place. He died a substitutionary death in our place it's all because of God's kindness. So the next time you're struggling with kindness, where do you turn to find motivation and strength to, to be helpful and generous and to be a blessing to one another? 
Turn to the gospel. Remember what Jesus Christ has done. He appeared because of his kindness so that our sins might be forgiven, that our debt might be wiped clean, and that we might have the, the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live a life that is honoring to God and a blessing to others. May the Lord bless you with his grace and his power that you might experience his kindness and in response be kind one to another. God bless.